Hello there, welcome back to another episode of the Hole of the Ball podcast. I've got a great one for you this week, in my humble opinion. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be really good, uh, so strap yourselves in. Uh, I'm not going to be doing some of the regular features that I do this week, because uh, I wanted to do a special on uh, transfers and ones to watch. So I've created, I'm excited about this, the Transfer Taxi. So this is uh, going to be covering transfers that have happened no speculation can't stand uh, who's linked with who and all those stories these are done deals so i'm going to get in my cab i'm going to take people around the world moving them on the transfers and i'll tell you a bit about them on the journey uh so uh so i'll be doing that um and then after me uh my cross epic cross-country journey i'll tell you what's going to be coming up uh in the football world later this week and what i'll be talking about on the next podcast uh, but first, I'll be uh, I'll be completing sixteen player transfers. Uh, so over eleven countries, I'll be taking my cab from New Zealand to all over Europe, uh, visiting Spain several times, and I'll be back down down under to Australia. So yeah, I'll uh, have a few uh, players in the back of my cab. I'll tell you a bit about them, where they're coming from, where they're going to, and that'll be a good way for me to uh, round up some players that I want to keep my eye on this season and tell you where they're going to be playing the football now. Uh, oh, the office! So I've got my first booking coming in. Uh, the office has uh, given me a booking for a pickup in Wellington, New Zealand. So I'll see you there in part two of the Whole of the Ball podcast. Welcome back to part two of the Whole of the Ball podcast. Uh, so now you join me in Wellington, New Zealand. So uh, I'm here with the cab. Uh, my first fare, my first passenger, uh, is a young gentleman called Sapreet Singh. So, uh, yeah, Sapreet Singh. I'm going to be taking him over to Germany. He's just joined uh, Bayern's second team. Uh, so this Sapreet Singh is a player I've seen play in the Australian A-League. Uh, he's a highly rated um, New Zealand-born prospect. Uh, his parents are uh, from Indian descent. Oh, he's, uh, I think they were born in India. Um, and an interesting story about this guy. He uh, actually got a, a scholarship. Uh, it was a combination between the Wellington Phoenix and the local college. A uh, scholarship was paid for by uh, West Ham's, well, the former West Ham captain and New Zealand international Winston Reid. About four years ago, when he was uh, about 16 years old, and this Sapreet Singh was part of this programme that gave him the scholarship, so that uh, allowed him to uh, be better educated in football, and it's it's definitely paying off now. Uh, he's had a couple of good seasons um, playing in the Australian League, and he's a real talent, this lad. I'm really hoping he does well. So, uh, so he's now going to be um, at, uh, at Bayern's second team. He's been playing uh, friendlies uh, with the main squad of uh, um, Bayern. And he scored a goal against Arsenal. It was ruled out unfairly. <laughs> uh, but he's, uh, he's a talented attacking midfielder and he scored uh, a lot of goals. Uh, so I'm gonna, he's, gonna, he's going to be one I'm going to be watching and I'm quite excited about. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to drop him off in Munich. Uh, so now I'm going to head... Uh, we're going to move northwest from Munich up to Frankfurt. Uh, so uh, grab a, a sausage while I'm there. We're up in uh, Frankfurt. I'm going to pick up um, Sebastian Haller. Or uh, if you say it correctly, because he's a Frenchman. Haller. Sebastian Haller. 
Yep, we're going to pick him up. We're going to take him uh, uh, to, to West Ham. Uh, so we're heading over to London. Uh, it's the spiritual home of the cabbie. So uh, we're going to feel uh, uh, feel in place there. So uh, let's get the cab and let's go to London. So uh, who's uh, who's this Sebastian Allaire, I hear you ask? Uh, well, he's, uh, he's 25 years old, so he may be a bit of a late developer. Uh, but uh, throughout his uh, career so far, his goals have always been p- part of his game. Uh, he's scored a lot of goals. Uh, he's got a 13 in 20 for the Fran- French under-21s team. Uh, so continued pr- uh, progress might see him get into that uh, main France team. Uh, he's scored in a few, a couple of different countries as well. Uh, he scored uh, uh, precisely one, uh, one in two, so 41 in 82 games at Utrecht. Uh, in Holland, uh, twenty four in sixty at Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, so if he gets uh, a goal every two games, uh, for uh, for West Ham, I'm sure the Hammers fans will be happy. Uh, he did have a couple of really good teammates he gelled with last year at Frankfurt in uh, Jovic and Rebic, uh, a couple of uh, great players that as well there. Uh, so they helped They helped him with his goal tally. Uh, so let's see if uh, he can find a couple of teammates as good as them, and I'm sure he'll do well at West Ham. Uh, I'm pretty confident this guy is gonna gonna do well. Uh, I heard that he's uh, he's got a potential Champions League clause in his contract that's not been confirmed, and I know some West Ham fans are a bit critical of this. So, uh, uh, but I, I read a, a really good article um, by who was it? It was uh, a Hammers News. It was an article they they wrote. Um, they expert, expertly pointed out that if this player has got a Champions League clause in his contract, that means that if a Champions League club wants to buy him, they can release him. Well, it doesn't change anything really, because if a club that plays in the Champions League wants a West Ham player, they're going to be in a, a position to take that player. So uh, that's the, the, the pecking order as it is at the moment. So it's not something that, that West Ham should really worry about. I know they've had uh, quite a problem with strikers, but let's hope this guy does well. And um, if he's if he does go somewhere else, I uh, hope they pick up a decent fee as well. So right, uh, just, I'm going to drop him off there, and uh, I'm going to head up to uh, I'll head up north to Manchester now. Um, before I pick up my next passenger, I'll pick another guy up while I'm here. Uh, Mr. Sammy Nasri, jump in the cab. You get yourself comfy in, comfy in the back uh, of the cab. We're just going to head up to Manchester. Uh, and pick up uh, a couple of guys you might already know. So we'll drive up to Manchester and up to Manchester City. Uh, we're going to pick up um, Philippe Sandler as a, a young uh, prospect uh, at City. He's going to Anderlecht on loan. And obviously uh, his new manager, Vincent Company. So we're going to take them uh, over to Anderlecht. Uh, what's that? What, what time are we on till? I'm on till the end. It's transfer season, mate. So... Uh, Seatbelts on, let's get going. Okay, so uh, we're over to Anderlecht. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Vincent Company revolution uh, is started uh, in Belgium for Anderlecht. Uh, can he take the Belgian Giants back to their former glory days? Uh, we'll, have, we'll wait and see. Uh, there's a couple of intriguing ones there, a couple of these players that he's bringing over. Uh, you've got someone like Nasri, who's already had quite a big career, um, possibly towards the end of his career. Uh, and then you've got this Philippe Sandler. Uh, I'm probably saying his name wrong, Philippe Sandler. Uh, he's at pretty much at the start of his career, um, so it'll be interesting to see how these two players perform. 
Uh, and I'm quite interested in this league this year. I, I think it's going to be quite competitive with Club Bruges, uh, who've been good over the last couple of seasons. Uh, Ghent and Genk also doing well and challenging, getting new signings. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if Anderlecht uh, can knock those teams out of the way and take a title. We'll see. Uh, so this Sandler's going to be the most interesting out of these two players I'm, I'm taking over, or three players I'm taking over. Uh, if you count Vincent Company as a player manager, I'm not, I'm not sure how much football he's going to play. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, this Sandler, um, he's he's going to be interesting. He's, he's 22. Uh, he's been at City since July 2018. Uh, he's from the Ajax Academy. Uh, so they always bring up uh, great players. Uh, so there are lots expected of this guy. Uh, when he moved to City, he actually took the number 34 shirt. Uh, so this has uh, been reported quite widely. It's, uh, um, it's a tribute to his former Ajax teammate, uh, Abi Nouri, or Abdelhak Nouri. Uh, really sad story, this. Uh, it's a young lad who... Uh, Collapsed um, and suffered brain damage after brain hemorrhage in July, uh, twenty eighteen. So, um, not not long before, um, Sandler came to to sit over to Man City. Uh, this uh, brain damage that he suffered ended his career at twenty one. It was terrible. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll I might I might cover us cover a story on that. Um, in another podcast, it's quite inspiring how uh, the, the outpouring of emotion to him and his family, especially uh, being uh, Muslim in, in Europe in these year, the, the, the times we're living in at the moment, and some anti Muslim feeling. But it's a little bit of a, a sad story, so I might I might just leave that one to someone else to talk about. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, he's going to be taking uh, the number 34 shirt. Uh, I think he's going to be doing that at Anderlecht. Um, so to honour his mate. Um, so yeah, the uh, this Sandler's had uh, his one season in Holland so far. Pexwall, Pexwally, however you pronounce it. Uh, so he's moved to City. He's not really done much at City, but he's uh, he's highly rated and expected uh, to to impress. Um, so yeah, he's uh, and he's a, he's a defender, centre back as well. So we'll see what he can do. Right, uh, so I'll drop these guys off and we're going to move east now uh, through Belgium from Anderlecht to Liège, standard Liège. Right, so uh, while I'm here, uh, I'm going to grab something to eat. So uh, everyone knows that Belgium is best known for its chocolate, its waffles and fries. Uh, it's, it's also known for its beer as well. Uh, but I think I'll stop for some food. I'll have some... Uh, fries, waffles and chocolate but uh, I think I'll leave the beer I've got a bit of driving to do so I'll leave that right so uh, uh, Liege, we're at Liège and we're going to go over to Holland now over to uh, Amsterdam um, so we're going to take a young man called uh, Ras van Marin over to Ajax uh, he's uh, another great young Romanian I've mentioned uh, uh, the young Romanian team coming up at the moment um, a lot of them have come through uh, Georgi Haji's academy. What a player he was, and uh, what a legend he is. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he he came through his academy. Uh, he's averaging about uh one in five goals, um, and loads of assists. Um, so not bad as a midfielder. Um, and he's he's played a lot of those games as a defensive midfielder, midfielder as well. Uh, but he can play an attacking midfielder, which probably why he's, uh, he's comfortable getting goals as well. 
Uh, he's 23 and he's played 17 times already for Romania. Um, so um, he's, he's got quite a bit of experience there. Um, and he he could be seen, uh, he could be uh, could replace a Frankie de Jong, uh, who's also the, the namesake of my next passenger that I'll speak about in a bit. Uh, but while we're still talking about Raz van Marin, uh, I want to mention as well, he's, he's won the Belgian Cup so far in his career, uh, and he's, uh, he's also... Uh, uh, played in the Europa League too, so uh, good level of experience uh, for this guy. So let's uh, see if we can uh, slot in nicely to the Ajax uh, team that love to have uh, young, promising, skillful players. So uh, we'll see more from him soon. Right, so uh, um, I'm going to head south now from Amsterdam to Eindhoven, uh, pick up my next fare. Um, uh, so this is, uh, like I say, the uh, the namesake, and this is uh, a Mister. As soon as uh, what's the, I'll see my ticket coming through. Um, we've off the office done. Oh, they're sending me a message now. Right there we go. We we're, we're going to be picking. Ah, there he is, uh, Luke De Jong. Um, so yep, yeah, it's a Luke De Jong. We're going to be picking up. Uh, from Ajax, and we're going to take him over to uh, uh, to Seville. Oh, I've never been to Seville, uh, so I've heard it's a lovely place. So I'm looking forward to going over there now. Uh, so I'm going to take him from uh, PSV. I think I might have said Ajax, but it's PSV that Luke de Jong uh, is coming from, and he's going over to Sevilla. Uh, last year, he was the uh, joint top scorer uh, in the Eredivisie. Um, he's 28 now, um, so he's got he's quite an experienced player, and a lot of talent. Um, while he's been at PSV, he's been really good. So that the PSV version of Luke de Jong, uh, he's brilliant. Uh, he's scored 94 in 159 games, and he's won three Eredivisie titles in that time. Um, he did nip over to Newcastle for a bit, so the Newcastle version of Luke de Jong, not very good at all. Um, uh, but uh, his PSV version of him that I've mentioned uh, has been really good. And earlier in the career, he played for a certain Mr. Steve McLaren. Uh, when Steve McLaren was uh, the Englishman doing a, a stupid Dutch accent at FC20. Uh, and he won the title there uh, with under Steve McLaren. Um, he's there three seasons. His best seasons when were when they uh, they didn't actually win the league. Won the league in his first season, uh, and in the next couple of seasons he got uh, uh, the top scorer of the league over there in in Holland. Uh, so he's got a decent rate, uh, scoring rate across his career there. If he can get uh, a goal every two games in Sevilla. Uh, for Sevilla in Seville, uh, that'll be a step up. Uh, the La Liga is a step up from the Eredivisie. Um, so yeah, if if uh, if he can do that, uh, then if, you know he's uh, he, he's he's going to be doing well. Right. So that where are we going now? Uh, so we've dropped him off at Seville. Uh, now we're going to uh, head north up to uh, central Spain and Madrid. Uh, oh, it's getting hot in this cab now. I best turn up the air comp. Right, uh, so we've uh, arrived in Madrid. Uh, we're going to pick up uh, an R. We're going to pick up RDT. Uh, this is a, a great player with uh, his initials of his name on the back of his shirt. RDT, Raul de Tomas. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, so we're going to take him over to Portugal. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's going from uh, Real Madrid uh, to Benfica. 
not really played for uh, Real Madrid. He's uh, he's he's been there as a as a youth player, uh, but he's been out on loan and he's done well recently in the last couple of seasons. Uh, he scored uh, twenty four goals in thirty two matches in the Segunda, the uh, uh, Spanish second division I've mentioned before. So yeah, he's he's done well in that division for. I'm gonna say this wrong, Valeda lead. I think I said that almost right actually. Um, and he he moved up um, uh, for uh, to play for uh, Real Vallecano uh, in La Liga. So he scored goals in Segunda. He's also scored fourteen in thirty three in La in La Liga for Vallecano. So I think he's shown there that he he can score at a decent level, and. Um, that Vaicano team got relegated, so for him to get a decent amount of goals in a, in a team, then uh, yeah, he's doing all right, the lad. Uh, so he's going to be moving to um, Benfica, uh, replacing um, a, a certain João Felix, uh, the young, uh, very talented prospect who's uh, just moved over uh, to uh, Atletico. Um, he's uh, this RDT Real de Thomas has already started banging goals in in friendlies. Um, so he's uh, like I said, he's before he's, he started out as a youth player and he scored goals for Real Madrid youth and Spain youth and uh, he's playing it gets better every year. So I, judging on his friendly form so far, I'd expect him to get a load of goals uh, in uh, the the league there in Portugal. So uh, watch this space. Right, uh, so we'll drop him off in Lisbon. Uh, while we're here, uh, oh my next fair, I'm going straight back to Madrid. Uh, Hey, you know what? I've done this trip before. You'll never believe who I heard in my cab the other day. Yep, it's that Joe. It's my old mate Joe Felix I mentioned before. Um, I I think I'm gonna be making this journey a few times before. Uh, yeah. So um, my next the next fair I'm taking. Um, is gonna be making the same journey that Joe Felix made. Uh, and he's going to uh, move into the same city as his old mate. So, yeah. So, uh, while we're in Portugal here still, I'm going to pick up uh, Ivan Saponjic. Ivan Saponic. Probably better pronounced. Uh, it's going to be taken in from Benfica uh, to Atletico Madrid. Um, so, yeah. Um, he's similar to um, João Felix. Um, promising striker. Not quite a Joao Felix. Uh, he's uh, he scored goals at Benfica B, and on loan in Belgium for SV, as they're known as, or SV Zultavaga. Might have pronounced that right. Yeah. So this this guy Ivan Saponjic, uh, he's a, a Serbian. Uh, he came up uh, in the same Serbian youth team as Jovic, um, the under nineteen level. Uh, so he's. Uh, He's going to be playing in the same city as his mate now after Jovic has moved to Real Madrid after scoring uh, a lot of goals for Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, so that maybe they can uh, meet up in Madrid for a coffee or whatever. Right, uh, so now I need to go to... From Madrid, oh, I need to... Going back to Seville already. Yeah, I'm going to have to head down the old E90 and take the old e- E803 and down... Uh, yeah, I've got a feeling I'll be down up and down this road a few times. Uh, right, uh, before I do that, I'm, I'm going to stop for a rest and uh, fill up the old tank. Uh, so, yeah, I'll see you on the, uh, the next stage of my journey in part three. So, uh, thanks for keeping me company in my cab on this transfer taxi, and I'll see you in part three.
Hello there again. Uh, welcome back to part three of the Whole of the Ball podcast, uh, where this week I'm on a I'm on a journey around Europe, uh, assisting with some transfers. Uh, so yeah, my transfer taxi. I'm going to be taking players all over Europe. So where are we now? Right. So uh, we're heading down from uh, south from Madrid to Seville, back to the old Seville. Right. Uh, so we're going to pick up. Uh, uh, a player this time, not from Sevilla, from uh, Betis, uh, uh, hated rivals. And we're going to be taking uh, a certain Paul Lopez, uh, the goalkeeper, Paul Lopez, uh, from uh, Betis to Roma. So we'll be heading over to Rome now. So yeah, this this fellow I've got in my cab now. Uh, he's played over uh, 100 La Liga games um, uh, at 20, 24, so he's, he's got a decent number of games for a goalkeeper. Uh, it's interesting this he's making this move though. Uh, I won't say it too loudly in case he hears me in the back of the cab. I don't think this is a great move for him. Um, he's likely to be the second choice keeper at Roma. Uh, you got the Swedish nas- uh, national team number one and Roma number one uh, first choice keeper Robin. Uh, sorry, Robin Olsen. Uh, so yeah, so he'll do. He'll have a job to get this guy out of the team, but uh, he's got a decent amount of uh, La Liga experience. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so yes, uh, we're going to be uh, going now. So I'll drop him off in Rome, and uh, we're going to go and head north now uh, from Rome to Turin. Uh, I'm just going to stop for a quick wee against my tire. Uh, I've got a big trip over to Turkey next, uh, so I'll do that. Right, who have we got? Uh, so we're going to be taking um, Aden Lajic Lijak. It's spelled L-J-A-J-I-C. I can't pronounce that. Uh, but yeah, we're taking this uh, young fella uh, to uh, from Torino uh, to Beskutash in Turkey. Uh, so this young man, the 27-year-old Serbian, I'll be uh, taking over. Uh, he's uh, he's averaged about one in f- one goal every four games across two hundred over two hundred games in Syria. Uh, he's played a lot of games there. Played for a few different clubs: uh, Fiorentina, Roma, uh, where he's just scored me decent number of goals. Short stop at Inter, where he didn't really do well, but then back to uh, his goal scoring ways again at Torino. Uh, he's got about the same record for Serbia as well: uh, one in four. We'll have a bit more competition with some of the younger guys for Serbia coming in. Um, so, yeah, he's, 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 I'm picking him up for Turin, but he was actually um, in uh, Istanbul um, last year on loan with Beşiktaş. Um, so he's uh, he had a better, better scoring rate there last year, scoring a goal in uh, every three games on loan last season. Uh, they were quite impressed with him, so they've signed him up. So let's take him over there now. Uh, so he's on a permanent deal now, and uh, let's see if he can score some goals there next year. I'll be keeping an eye on him there. Right, um, we're st- while we're still in Istanbul, we'll go to the uh, fantastic old city's other club, uh, Galatasaray. Uh, so yeah, right, we're here now. We're just picking up, uh, picking up uh, a certain Fernando, uh, Brazilian. Where, where are we off to? Oh, Seville. Oh, we're back to Seville again. Right, I'm getting a bit sick of going there now. Right, okay, so we've got uh, Fernando. Yeah, we're taking him from Galatasaray to Sevilla. So uh, in the cab now, we've got the uh, the ex-Porto and ex-Man City a man. He's making, uh, I think it's a pretty good move for him, this, uh, at 31, moving to Spain. Uh, he's moved a lot in his career. 
Uh, so let's hope he's, he gets more stability now, whether it's a, 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 a finish to his career here in Spain or at least setting him up for a good move back to Port, uh, Portugal with Porto. Uh, while he was there at Porto, he won four titles, so four leagues, four cups, uh, and also Europa League. Uh, and that's what attracted him to City's performances in Europe. Uh, not so great at City. Um, he's a bit of a poor man's Fernandinho. Uh, but still, nice guy, decent player. Okay, so yeah, he won a League Cup at City, um, and he's done well at, at Galatasaray since moving there. Two leagues and a cup there. Uh, so he, he might want to add to another medal to his collection while he's in Spain. Maybe a Copa del Rey uh, or running Europe might be something that he can uh, enjoy there. Right, so uh, thanks for your company, Fernando. Right, uh, back up, back up north again to Madrid. I knew he'd be doing this journey again out the old motorway. Right, um, so yep, so now we're, we're in Madrid, uh, picking up uh, uh, a young fella I've known for a while, uh, taking him across to France, uh, to Monaco. So uh, not too far from central Spain up to uh, south of France. Uh, so uh, we've got now a young man called uh, Gelson Martins. Uh, I'll Gelson Martin, uh, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, this this young fellow was born in Cape Verde, a lovely place off the coast of Africa. I recommend you go into. Uh, he was born there, uh, but he's naturalised as a Portuguese. Uh, he's played for the uh, Portuguese team. He's a uh, I've seen this guy playing for Sporting, and he's a uh, he's a brilliant winger, really fast, uh, incisive. Uh, get a lot gets a lot of assists. Uh, uh, he he left Sporting in quite unusual circumstances. Uh, um, in June twenty eighteen, uh, he asked for his contract to be terminated because uh, there was a very strange incident <laughs> at the um, at the training ground. He had. Uh, Lisbon had been knocked out of the or lost the Champions League's place, not done so so well, and um, fifty of their supporters in mass or with their faces covered turned up at the club's training centre, uh, smashed a few things up, assaulted a few players and staff members, uh, and even assaulted my man Baz Dost, um, the legend Baz Dost, who's already made it into the Hall of Ball Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, they even battered him after he scored a load of goals that season as well. Uh, but yeah, so he didn't find that acceptable and wanted to cancel his contract, so they did. And then he went and signed for Atletico Madrid on a free, uh, despite having a, a release clause at um, Sporting Lisbon for €100 million. Euros. Uh, Sporting weren't too happy about that and kicked up a bit of a fuss. Eventually, Atletico Madrid paid £20 million uh, pounds for the deal, which is a, a good price. Um I think he didn't work didn't work out for him Atletico Madrid probably because he's a uh, attacking winger um might not have been able to play the, the game that uh, Simeone wanted to over there uh, so he's he's not been used much by them and uh, in January went out on loan to Monaco did quite well there enough for them to want to splash out 27 million pounds on him there uh, I still think that's a bargain price I think he'll do well in France uh, I think if he, if Monaco play the way they have done in the past with that attacking flair, they give him license to to go up and down the wing. He can play left and right wing, and do a job at right back as well. But I wouldn't bother playing him there. Uh, I'd uh, I'd have him whipping up and down the wings, putting the crosses in. So I think he'll do that, do well there. So uh, see you later there, mate. And uh, we're going now uh, from the south of France uh, to uh, northeast France and Dijon. 
Uh, hopefully we'll get some cooler weather now. Um, I'm sweating through my vest in this cab at the moment. Uh, starting to smell a little bit as well. Uh, right, so we're off uh, to Dijon. Uh, I'm going to pick up uh, uh, an African that um, I, I, I know I watched do well in the African Nations Cup. Um, it was also subject to a very bad joke on a, a whole other podcast a while ago. So sorry. Sorry, Cabba. Well, I've done it again. Uh, yeah, sorry, Cabba. Uh, he's moving from uh, Dijon to uh, FC Mid- Midgetland. Uh, Apologise if uh, any shop, offended any shop people. I, I can't pronounce that name properly. Midgetland. Don't know. Anyway, uh, they were they won the cup in Denmark last uh, last season. Season before they won the league, so it's a decent uh, team in Denmark. Uh, he's only been at uh, Dijon since January, not really done anything there. But prior to that, he'd scored uh, a goal every three games in uh, Elche in Segunda in Spain. Uh, so he's capable of getting goals and uh, saw him score uh, a goal for uh, Guinea in the AFCON. Uh, he scored against one of my favourite teams there, Madagascar. Uh, so uh, hopefully he'll find an environment where he can thrive now. He's, he's 24 and he's at a leading club in Denmark. Uh, so uh, let's hope uh, he can do well there and uh, put his move behind him. Uh, he, he's not done so well uh, at uh, Dijon. Uh, he's at, uh, he'll have an opportunity there to do something decent in Denmark. So right, um, I'm going to leave him there. I'm going to move east uh, from Jutland. Um, I'm going to island hop over to Copenhagen. Um, I've never been to Denmark before. This is looking a bit confusing. I might have to get the old sat-nav out for this one. Right, I'm here. I've had some bacon. Uh, I've just discovered that uh, uh, the Danish have been importing bacon, sorry, exporting bacon to England since 1867. Hmm. Probably because it tastes so good. But I've had my bacon butter and ready to go. I'm going to pick up uh, Dennis Vavro, or Denise Vavro. Uh, I'm going to take him from Copenhagen to Lazio. Uh, we've got a 23 year old Slovak in the back of the cab. Uh, he's had a couple of good seasons at Copenhagen. He won the title last year. Um, and the six foot three centre back. Uh, hope he's got enough leg room in the back of the cab there. Um, six foot three centre backs moving to a league that appreciates defenders uh, in Italy. Uh, so I think he's uh, he's making a good move here. He's going up in the world. Uh, so let's hope he does well there. Um, and if if it's too big of a jump from uh, Danish league to um to, to to the Syria um then uh, this being signing for a club like that so should open some doors for him uh but I've got a feeling he's going to do well there okay so we'll drop him off there um so right um we're gonna have a quick look around Rome uh apparently there's some old buildings there to look at um uh, but yeah we're gonna head down now to Crotone so all the way down to the bottom of uh, Italy. Uh, it's the ball of the shoe of the boot of Italy, if you have a look, a look on the map. Uh, yeah, the the ball of the foot of the shoe of the boot. Huh? The ball of the foot of the boot of Italy, that's what I mean. Uh, impressive geography, if not impressive language from this uh, cabier. Right, so uh, we're going to pick up here uh, a, a fella called Ante Buromir. Uh, we're taking from Italy to Spain. I hope we're not going back to Seville. Nope, uh, we're going to one of the Balearic Islands, Mallorca. So, Ante Burumic, uh, 27-year-old Croatian. Uh, he scored goals in, over in Italy, over two spells at Crotone. Um, 
But last year he was on loan at Mallorca and he helped contribute the goals that got them promotion to La Liga. They were quite impressed with him, so they've bought him. So good luck to you, Ante Boromir, who's going to be performing in La Liga now. Right, so we'll leave him there on the island and we're going to go follow the coast north to Espanyol. So we're going to go up there. Um yeah, so we're going to pick up a fella uh, who's always going back to England. Lovely, I can't wait to get back, uh, get back to London, get a decent cup of tea with uh, five sugars. Yeah, no, five sugars. I'm, I'm trying to cut down. Okay, so uh, we've got um, from from we're picking up from Espanol uh, a certain Roberto, a thirty year old, thirty three year old goalkeeper. Um, he's former Spain under twenty one. Uh, so obviously a few years ago now, uh, he's played for seven Spanish different teams. Diff- sorry, he's played for seven different Spanish teams as well as uh, Benfica and Olympiacos. So a lot of experience there. So uh, it's a decent move for him towards the end of his career. So he'll be a decent number two uh, for West Ham uh, for Fabianski. Uh, maybe I'll get a couple of goals in the cup as well. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll drop him off there, and now we've got uh, another long drive north to Bolton. Uh, it's home of Warburton's Bread, and also the home of my favourite country music DJ. Uh, anyway, I'll just drop off some Turkish cigs off at our kids' house. Right, okay. Now we're moving on to to Bolton. We're going to pick up a certain Craig Noon, uh, this cheeky little scouser. Um, uh, he was. Uh, yeah, earlier in his career, he was he was at Liverpool. Um, he he got le- released by Liverpool and moved on to Wrexham. Got released there. Uh, so for a time, he was playing non-league football and uh, was it while he trained as a roofer. Um, and in two thousand and eight, while well, he was a roofer, he actually did work on uh, the extension at Liverpool captain Stephen Gerrard's house. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, he he found the probably his best part of his career was at Cardiff City so far. Uh, he went there via Plymouth and Brighton, amongst other teams. Uh, I think Cardiff was his decent part of his career, playing the season in the Premier League. Um, did quite well there, but um, somehow he ended up at Bolton. I'm not sure why he's ended up there. So I remember seeing watching him live, and he looked rapid. He looked really fast. Uh, but he's been at Bolton a couple of years, not played much football. Uh, so now where 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 are we taking him? Oh, this is yeah, this is a long one. This this might have to be my last uh, my last fair. This one, yeah, we're gonna take him over to Melbourne. So yeah, um, uh, so he's uh, we're gonna take uh, a great noon over to Melbourne City. Uh, he should enjoy uh, more freedom there. Uh, definitely more game time. Uh, he might even get paid on time. Sorry, Bolton fans. Uh, it's it's a lower standard league compared to championship where he's been uh, with Bolton um, so I think he'll get some more time and if he's still got the pace I saw a few years ago at Cardiff uh, he'll do well in that division so, right so we'll leave him there at Melbourne uh, I'm going to clock off my shift now and uh, I'm going to wash the BO off my vest and uh, uh, oh, I might just have a nip in the back of the car and see if I can pick out any stray Euros from between the seats right well uh, that's uh, the end of my trip round Europe uh, it's taken us from New Zealand all over Europe uh, and back to back to Australia so yeah I'm gonna gonna go and chill now I've, I've enjoyed doing my transfer taxi um, I may well uh, get behind the wheel and uh, for the next transfer window so yeah thanks for listening to that section and that's the end of part three of the whole of the ball podcast
Hello there, welcome back to part four of the Whole of the Ball podcast. I've really enjoyed doing this one today, I hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, it's just time now for me to wrap up a little bit really and tell you what uh, what, I'm be, what games I'm going to be watching, what I'm going to be going to doing next for you. Uh, so let me see, what is the plan? Right, well, these, uh, the major leagues in Europe have not started as yet, um, and the, uh, the competitions that I've covered on other podcasts are finished, so... And we're moving to World Cups finished, Gold Cups finished, Copa America's finished, African Nations uh, has finished. Uh, I may revisit African Nations, I know I've done quite a lot on that, but I've not covered the final, which was won uh, by Rihad Mahrez's Algeria. That was a good one to watch. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, those major tournaments are completed, and some of the other major leagues have, have not started again. So uh, what I'm going to be doing is, I mentioned on a previous podcast... I'm going to be watching some Russian Premier League. Now, they've got a, a YouTube channel that shows a lot of the games uh, free-to-air on YouTube. Uh, so I've been watching a couple of these. Uh, one thing I like about this is that um, there's no commentary, or at least on the games I've watched, there's been no commentary. Uh, so you can just hear the crowd noise, and uh, just it gives you a bit of an atmosphere, almost like you're at the game, um, although you can't understand what the songs are. Most of the time it's true in England, you can't hear what the songs are anyway. But yeah, so I'll be watching a bit more of that. Um, the, the crowds seem seem good. They always, the stadiums are big and the crowds seem full. Uh, football's competitive. Uh, so I'm going to be doing a bit of a, watching a bit of that and I'll do a profile on the Russian Premier League uh, in the next podcast. Uh, so I want to learn a bit more about that so I can enjoy listening to it and finding out a bit more about that league a bit more and uh, I'll report back to you. So that's what I'll be doing. Uh, there's some some games on Sunday evening uh, that I'll be uh, keeping an eye on. So yeah, and, and also uh, there's a game going to be watching tonight. That's uh, so Sunday night. Uh, I'll be watching the NWSL and the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, the uh, NWSL is a National Women's Soccer League in the America. Chicago Red Stars are the women's team there. Um, aside from anything else, their kit is brilliant, especially the away kit. Check that out online. Uh, I might have to get myself one of them. I think I know someone in Chicago that might be able to sort me out with one if I pay them some pounds and change them into dollars. Right, okay. So, uh, yeah. In that game tonight, they will be. Uh, they're expecting seventeen thousand fans to show up. Uh, they don't get great crowds, although it's a, a well-established league with a lot of great players in the NWSL. Uh, a lot of the best women at the World Cup are playing in this division, so it's probably the best league in terms of variety and of teams and quality of players across the league. Probably the best women's league in the world. I don't get great fans but they're expecting an upsurge in uh, fans after the successful World Cup uh, they're having a bit of a welcome home party there tonight uh, so expecting about 17,000 fans as I said so I'll be watching that uh, any games that you want to watch uh, are on free to air on the their website just type in NWSL uh, go on their website and you can watch their games free of charge so I'll be watching that uh, I think it starts about half past 11, 12 o'clock tonight um, so yeah and uh, what I'll be looking out for is uh, one of my favourites from the World Cup Australia's women forward Sam Kerr uh, last time I watched this team uh, it was her first game back after the World Cup 
so she'd just uh, come back from uh, the World Cup in France, uh, scored a hat-trick in her first game back. Uh, so I'll flow with she'll be scoring some more goals. Um, so that's what I'll be watching, so you might want to watch that as well. Uh, I might do a feature on the the women's uh, league in America. I might wait till the end of the season to do a bit on that, um, just so I can get a bit more stuff to have a look at, and we can measure the impacts of the the World Cup on this league, which I think will uh, be quite impressive. So yeah, uh, so I'll be covering that, um, and I'll just be looking out for other ideas, the different leagues to follow, uh, different leagues to watch. These uh, I've been kindly donated a, a, a subscription to One Soccer, which is a Canadian website for Canadian soccer, the Canadian Premier League. They also feature uh, Chinese Super League, so I'll be watching a bit of that on there. And they've just announced that later this month they'll be uh, showing on there uh, the Mexican League, uh, Liga MX. So I'm going to be watching a bit of that as well. And on a future podcast, I'll be reviewing the Mexican League because I don't know a lot about, well, I don't know anything about that league really. Uh, I know it's of a better standard um, of compared to the MLS. Uh, so MLS is a league I like a lot, uh, but when the MLS teams play against the Mexican teams, Mexicans usually win. So it tells me there's some good quality football there that I need to look at. Uh, so that's what I'll be doing. Uh, so if you've got any questions about today's podcast, uh, any ideas or anything you want me to cover, um, give us a shout. Uh, the easiest way to get in touch with me is on Twitter, at Holeball. So thank you for listening for another Hold the Ball podcast, and I'll be back next week with another one. So thanks again, and thank you for listening to the Hold the Ball podcast. <laughs>